Welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential Podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential Podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I'm your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we're talking about one of my favorite topics. What is it? Well, you guys know because you've been listening all month long. We're talking about marketing and magnetic marketing, what things we can do to draw people in or to make sure that we stay in their top of mind. And I'm really excited about our guest today because he's going to talk about some fun swag. Why? Well, you're going to hear about it. Jeremy Parker is an award-winning documentary filmmaker and a serial entrepreneur. Now, you may be wondering, what does all that have to do with why he's on this episode? Well, let me tell you. He's also the co-founder and CEO of a company called Swag.com. Now, they were acquired by Custom Inc. in November of 2021, and many of us know Custom Inc. Swag.com is the best place for companies to buy and distribute quality promotional products that you'll actually get this want to keep. Yeah, that's important, let me tell you. Now, they work with 5,000 plus companies, including ones that we know like Facebook and Google, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Spotify, TikTok, you name it. Swag.com was also listed as number 218 on the Inc. 500 in 2020 and number 368 in 2021 as fastest growing private companies. So you know that they know what they're talking about. Now, Jeremy was all also named by Cranes New York as one of 40 under 40, which means he's accomplished a lot in a short amount of time. But he's joining me today from lovely and beautiful California. Jeremy, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. You know, we tried this a while because we've we've tried three times to get you on. Now we finally got you and I've got you in the hot seat. So we're going to have a lot of fun. So I have the highlights to your bio and your company, uh, you know, is I I just love talking about swag because it's really important. Not everybody always thinks about it, but I can't wait to learn more about it. I hit the highlights of your bio. Tell us a little bit more in your own words about you, your business, and how swag.com helps people like me to shock our business and marketing potential. Awesome. So yeah, you you hit everything on the on the nail on the head. Um, Now we're done. (laughs) We're done. No, and I went when I went to college. I went to Boston University, and I was a documentary filmmaker. And I mm-hmm. thought that that might be my passion. And I made this movie called 1%. And I was in Vail, Colorado. And I'm on the top of the mountain. And half the room are these celebrities that everyone's heard of. And half the room are these struggling artists. And we just won the Vail Film Festival. So I'm this 18-year-old kid. I'm so excited. And I asked myself two questions. Number one, am I that good? And number mm-hmm. two, do I love it? And both answers were no. And I once I had that realization, I'm like, I have to do something completely different. I got to get out of this industry <laughs> whatsoever. So I went back to college. I was a junior in college at this point. And I figured I have zero knowledge about business, but I was always fascinated and interested in business. And I'm like, I, I have to start something. Maybe I could start a business 
that will teach me the ins and the outs of what I'm actually good at, what I enjoy, marketing and branding and PR and e-commerce and tech and all these different aspects. So when I graduated college, I started a t-shirt company. It sounds simple, but you really learn all the different aspects of business through that. And I launched this t-shirt called Tees and Tats, horrible name, but it was about like a high-end t-shirt company, $250, $300 t-shirts. Now, I'm going to take you back to 2007. This is when the recession hit. And we were selling to all these stores, these $200 t-shirts. And then every single store that we were selling to went bankrupt. They had to close up shop. And I ended up writing, it's kind of gimmicky, but I ended up writing this article to Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, obviously a well-known entrepreneur, but he has this blog called Blog Maverick that I'm not sure if he still has, but he did. And I was reading it. So I was trying to learn and be a better entrepreneur. And I wrote him an article and I said, an email and I said, hey, Mark, my business is failing. But what I did is I tied the price of our t-shirts to the price of the Dow Jones. So for every hundred points the Dow dropped, we would give the customers a discount on their t-shirt price. So he read it. He responded within 15 minutes. He was like, otherworldly. He said, Jeremy, do you mind if I post this on my blog for inspiration of how to handle the recession? And he wrote about me in his blog, calling it the recession-proof marketing strategy and all this different stuff. That one article got seen by a lot of different players in the, in the apparel industry that I was in. It ultimately got me ran up in ad age, which got me seen by a big CEO of a company called MV Sport. MV Sport is one of the largest players in promotional products. I take this long-winded story to tell you how I got into this industry of swag, where I was a filmmaker, had no knowledge of swag, but these different things that happened in my life got me in front of the right people. And ultimately, when I met the CEO of MV Sport, we became friends and we hit it off. And I ultimately ended up starting a business underneath the MV Sport umbrella called Vote for Art. And what we did is collegiate licensing graphic design contests. That was it. So like if you went to Maryland, you know, Harvard, Yale, any school you went to, we would have t-shirts that were designed by the students, voted on by the students, and then printed on apparel and sold at the bookstore, at the basketball stadium, football stadium, all these different things. And I frankly learned the ins and the outs of the promotional product space when I was 22 years old. Now, fast forward 10 years, I'm 30 years old, and I was always so interested in the promotional product space still. And I realized that the industry is only getting bigger. It's, it's, it's nearly a $40 billion market, but the buyer has remained the same. And that was the aha moment. The buy, I mean, the buyer changed. The buyer, when I was 22 years old, was a 40, 50-year-old office manager. They wanted things to be back and forth emails to close sales. They wanted to look at presentation decks and catalogs. The buyer today is a millennial. They want to do things very different. So I figured, what if we built the right platform for today's buyer, really understood the customer and made it the right experience for them? Launched in 2016, did over 300,000 of sales, 2017, over a million, 2018, 3 million, 19, 7 million, 15 million, 20, 21, over 30 million. This year, we're on track to over 60 million. So doing over 100% growth since we launched. And uh, we're just really trying to help companies make the experience of buying quality swag, as you said before, stuff that you actually want to keep and then mm-hmm. allowing them to actually distribute the swag to all of the remote employees, their best customers, their leads. We hold the inventory for them. We manage their inventory and give them the experience to really connect. Oh, I have taken so many notes. So first of all, I love your story. I just love your backstory. It's, I mean, it's got so many great lessons in there but the first being that you recognize even after I mean most people if they won the Vail Film Festival 
would not say, do I love it? And am I really good enough? They'd go, look at me, I'm freaking awesome. <laughs> and you probably you probably were to get there, but what a great realization to say, I better really sit back and ask myself, is this really what I want to do? Because there's a lot of people who end up on career paths because, because they are good at it. And then they think they should do it forever, but it's not necessarily what their passion is. And then to see the evolution of you taking chances and trying things out and having failure. And I'm putting that in quotation marks because your failure wasn't because of the, I mean, your failure happened because of the recession, not because of your, you know, a problem in your business but you didn't let that failure beat you down. You said, how can I, how can I do this? How can I continue to have outreach and exposure and network? And the, the evolution of this is a really phenomenal and very exciting journey. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, it's been a pretty wild journey. And I, I did the Cliff Notes version because that 10 years that I kind of skipped over of where I went, I had a success. I sold the company to a publicly traded company when I was 25. Um, mm-hmm. And I also had a big failure right after. And I, I, I would get into it. And it's kind of an interesting thing. When I was right after we did that MV Sport promotional product company when I was 22, I went to start a company with my brother and Jesse Itzler. And you might be familiar with Jesse Itzler, co-founder of Marquee Jet, private jet company, yeah. Zico Coconutware. I started a business with my brother and Jesse. And basically, we did product placement for YouTube videos and major celebrities. This is like early, early days, Wild West. I was I think I'm 24 at the time. And I realized my brother, my brother's actually had his idea. He's watching these YouTube videos and he's realizing all these YouTube stars are getting millions and millions of views, but they're making no money. And then you mm-hmm. turn on American Idol and you see the judges, Simon Cowell drinking out of Coke can and they're making millions of dollars. But mm-hmm. these YouTube stars are getting more views, getting more targeted views to the right types of buyer, have more influence. So why are they not making money? So my brother started this business and I joined him soon after where we did product placement and we got deals for State Farm, Verizon, Colgate into the YouTube stars video. And then we thought, well, if it's working that way, why don't we bring in Jesse who has all these kind of major celebrity connections and get it for real celebrities on their Twitter and Facebook. And this is really early days. Some of the celebrities we were talking to had like 5,000 followers. And now if you look at their accounts, they have like 40 million. So it was like really, really early. And we worked out deals with these major celebrities to basically own their social presence. It was kind of like buying oil before people knew that oil was valuable. That made sense. Ultimately packaged that up, sold it to a um, a public company. Um, But then the challenge is, then I started another business that didn't end up working out. But this new business that I started was called vouch and you kind of vouch for your favorite things. And that was the idea is take what we, and I think it's a great idea. It was just the execution we didn't deliver on. And the idea is this, every single piece of Facebook has been, you know, segmented and built their own experience. So Facebook pictures became Instagram and then the Facebook poke became Snapchat and the Facebook update became Twitter and all these different aspects of Facebook. It kind of got siloed. And we want to take the like button because the like is the most monetizable aspect of Facebook. It tells you what everyone likes and you can advertise against it. So we try to build this app called Vouch that democratized Oprah's favorite things for everyone. At least how we thought, of that, thought about it. And you could vouch for your favorite movie and book and this and that. And you could follow your friends and learn and discover. We had hundreds of thousands of users for this app. We, had, we were considered the best new app on the app store. All these things were big celebrity partners. And it just never took off and never materialized and got to those millions upon millions of views and and users, daily users to make it work. So right after that failed, I started Swag and I started Swag because I had this love of promotional products for my early career, plus this new knowledge of 
how to build something in the right way that I thought was sustainable. And, mm-hmm. and we went really deep into, into swag and, and try to build the best B2B platform. It's really focused on today's buyer, the business buyer, and giving them the best experience. Oh, God, I love it. Have you written a book yet? I don't have it in my, my notes. Have you written a book? You need to, if you have. No, no, I haven't, not, not yet. <laughs> you need to write a book because it's so, there's just so much depth in there. So there, there's my tip for you. Write a book. I don't know what will come up with the title, but before we're done, I'm sure we will. Um, Jeremy, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor for the month and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Moira and I help coaches and consultants get premium value clients using speaking. And I show them how to create a lifestyle of freedom and impact. And over the last seven years, I've been learning everything I could about speaking and what it takes to make offers that people take action on fast. And what I'd like to do is invite you to learn how you can use speaking to fill your business with clients and create an amazing lifestyle in the Dial In Your Destiny Challenge. Over these five days, I'm going to share with you the exact same strategies that I used and my clients used to make six and multiple six figures. There are two ways you can join this challenge as well, not just one. The first one is free and you'll be in the general admission and that'll be awesome. But the second is the VIP experience. And here's the thing. If you want to be a six or seven figure business owner, then you need to start acting like one now. And they always go VIP because they want more than the general public. They want to get more questions answered. And with the VIP experience, you're in a more intimate group where I'll be coaching you exclusively on your specific business situation. Plus, you're going to be invited to join a special Telegram group that I'll be in direct communication with you throughout the challenge so I can understand your specific situation with speaking and your business. And those of you who can't join VIP, listen, you'll still be invited to the Facebook group and that'll be awesome, but you just won't be in the room where I can do the questions and answers with you. But you'll still be in the room, right? For those of you who are looking to get more intimate, you'll really want to be in that VIP and I look forward to seeing you there. Listen, you're going to be able to walk away from this challenge with the exact strategies that you can start implementing in your business so you can use speaking to get qualified leads, connect with your audience in such a way that they want more. And more means filling your business, your programs with awesome clients. So click on the link below and I look forward to seeing you there. And we are back with Jeremy Parker from swag.com. I am just having so much fun um, listening to your story because there's so many entrepreneurs who, um, you know, they get, they're either trying so hard to look like they're successful when they're not, or they have downturns and it, you know, just destroys them. Um, my business took an incredibly terrible hit when uh, the pandemic hit, because prior to that, I was just getting on airplanes, traveling all around the world, speaking and training on leadership and sales, and then it was gone. And um, I figured out how to kind of reinvent my business, which is great. But there's a lot of people that just went, oh, what are we going to do? And, you know, same thing as what you saw after the, re- the first recession in 2007, eight is that there were a lot of businesses that just they just disintegrated. We're still seeing it today. Um, what do you think, What I want to ask, before we talk a little bit more about, about swag.com, what do you think kept you going when, you know, successes, failures, some, you know, things that other people would say, oh, gosh, you got millions of users on this. Isn't that success enough? But you, I love how you said we didn't deliver the right way. What has kept you focused to continue to go, to try, and to really evolve yourself and your businesses? 
Yeah, it's a good question. I think I'm, I'm, I am motivated internally to build things. It's not about the money. It really, for me, it's not, I never, when I started swag, it wasn't to be a multimillionaire. It was to build something sustainable and build something of value for customers. Um, mm-hmm. And I think if you do a really good job of giving value to, for customers, you'll ultimately get there. It's kind of a byproduct of being an entrepreneur. You build something that people want, you're going to get paid for it. But I, I wanted to build something of value and I saw that there wasn't a great solution out there. So that's, that's where I really kind of focused. But I had the similar experience to you, you know, during COVID, our sales went from you know $800,000 a month in sales in, in February, March, it's, our sales go down to 300,000. Now mm-hmm. our team is ballooned, April, 300,000. We're trying to figure out how do we survive. And if you think about it in the swag space, the whole industry shut down. There's no trade shows, there's no events, no one's in the office. The reason to buy swag is, is, is for get togethers, for in-person, it's for connecting. If everyone is now remote, disconnected at home, why are you buying swag? And it, it, was, it was a big challenge we pivoted really, really hard to swag distribution. And our feeling was if everyone's so disconnected, how do you keep the company culture thriving even when people are remote? How do you engage with that best customer if you're not going to meet them at the trade show? So we put all of our attention to building out the most robust platform for individualized distribution, upload the CSV file, you know, ship addresses to thousands of different addresses. If you have somebody who's your best customer and you don't know where they live, send them a giveaway link. They ask them what t-shirt size they are, what address they are. It speaks to our system and we can deliver it. So we went all in on that and that allowed us to, to not only survive, allowed us to thrive. The year of the pandemic, we grew over 100% when the whole industry of swag was down over 40%. So it was a crazy kind of shift and it, it set us up for, for where we are today. Um, thankfully. But I think just in general, as an entrepreneur, you have to be okay with failure because that's, that's a constant. That's like the only thing constant when you're building a business is failure. And it's, it's how you adapt to the failure and learn from it and get better. And, you know, there's so many times throughout my career that I've been told no. And as my dad said, I remember this when I was eight years old, I was so vivid. My dad, we were in, we were in uh, Colorado. My dad was trying to get an upgraded hotel. And he looks at me and I remember this like, like it was yesterday, he said, you hear that person say no, they really mean yes, they just don't know it yet. And he ultimately <laughs> convinced them we got the upgrade. But really what it tells me is you're going to get no's all the time, all the time, and you have to be okay with it. But you're either going to convince them to say yes right away, and more likely than not, you're going to convince them over time to say yes. And maybe you didn't have the right experience. Maybe you need to take the no and learn from it and make yourself better, make yourself undeniable. That's really it. So one, one kind of high-level example is Amazon. I try to get them as a, as a customer for three years. They said, no, now they're one of our biggest customers, and we have 35 people within Amazon who buy for different divisions. And it's because when they said no initially, we didn't have the right experience for them. We had to learn what the right experience was. We had to get better. We had to get smarter. So it's not like anything negative about you when somebody doesn't want to you know, use you or work with you. It, it just, it's kind of a stepping point. It's a way for you to get better. That's how I think of it. Well, and I love that too, because it's about, well, then we didn't have what they wanted and needed right then, but that doesn't mean that you won't have what they want and need at all. If you just give up, then you've given up and, and then you have nowhere to go from there. Exactly right. hundred percent. So I think keep your head down, keep moving, keep learning. And what I always say to my internal team is that when we launch new features, I could pretty much guarantee it's not going to work. And it's kind of a weird thing for all my new employees are like, what? Like it's, People are trained in this mindset of, the, of corporations. If things don't work out, then you got to abandon it. And our mindset is let's launch things quickly, learn from it. What we say is win or learn. There's no losing. If we launch something and it doesn't work, that's just a stepping stone to learn from it, get better, 
we have this, uh, this feature on our site called Swag in the Box, where we allow companies to buy these fully custom kitted boxes with note cards and crinkle paper and a notebook and a pen and a mug and for onboarding new hires and sending to your best customers. We launched our first version three years ago. Horrible experience. We launched it seven different times because we learned from customers and how to make it better and better. And we did over $15 million of sales for that one feature last year. So like, it doesn't always have to be from like, has to, when you launch, it has to be perfect. It's not perfect. It never will be perfect, but it's about learning from it and making it better. I love that win or learn. It's, it's incredible. And, you know, as you were talking about this uh, desire to pivot and then realize, okay, so our business had been trade shows a lot. I mean, I knew you had other things with that, but that was a significant portion. And I think it's a really great reminder that especially in this world where we're, we're moving more remote and hybrid work environments, um, and we're not, we're, we're starting to get back to things. Thank God. Cause I'm, you know, that's where I love to be in that space is live with people in a conference room, but you can still make emotional connections with people by just reaching out. And as you were talking, I was thinking about, I was hired to speak at a conference well, about a year before the pandemic. So 2019 sometime. And as a speaker, I'm used to, you know, you, you hire me to speak. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting paid by my check. Right. So I got hired to speak at this conference. And then as we got closer to the conference, they sent me all the things they were sending to the, the registrants, you know, so like, Hey, join us for this. And, you know, you get like a, uh, you know, a, a fun straw and you get a, you know, package of cocktail mix or something, you know, that was that you'd add to whatever, you know, we got like, I got a pair of pajama bottoms. I mean, it was just really fun. And it was, a, I thought, wow, if I'm the speaker and I know you're doing this for your registrants, they expect to be pampered. I don't as a speaker, that was an incredibly powerful situation for me. And it made me so much more connected with that group because they took the extra time to do something different, unique, and it made me feel really special. 100%, you know, gifting in general, swag is a type of gift, but sending somebody a gift makes them 10 times more likely to act as long as it's a real quality product. Now, people hear the word swag and a lot of people have a negative connotation and we're trying to change that stigma. You know, people think of swag, even when I thought of swag and I started the business, it was all about offering stuff that people actually want to keep because I, how many treasures have you gone to that you received stuff that is end up in the trash, you know, it costs mm -hmm. the company money. It tarnishes their brands, not good for the environment. It's all these negative things that you just don't want. So for us, every single thing on our site has been hand vetted, tested, quality controlled. We want to make sure that we're not offering a thousand mugs. We offer the top 25 mugs. We don't offer a thousand notebooks. It's the top 25. It makes it easier for customers to find what they're looking for. They're not overwhelmed by too many choice. They're not paralyzed by decision. Um, and they know that everything that they buy is going to be kept. And that's, yeah. that's very powerful. It's, it's powerful when you get that, you know, when, when somebody picks up the mug and it has your logo on it, it's a really high quality mug and they get those impressions every single day. It's not yeah. about them being a walking billboard for you. That's not, that's yeah. not what swag is. It, it's about the person receiving it, that they feel that connection to your brand. And ultimately, yeah. they become an evangelist. And ultimately, they start screaming your name from the rooftops because they have that connection. So that's yeah. what we push out a lot. And we've done a lot of things. We did a deal with, uh, with Facebook, which is completely different than I think any other swag company would ever do. Swag companies are all like, you think, I'm going to put the Facebook logo on a t-shirt, a sweatshirt. I'm going to blast it out there to be public. Yeah. We ended up printing the Facebook logo on a really high quality backpack that was like a $200 bag on the mm -hmm. inside. So literally no one saw the logo except for the person who got the bag 
who opened it up and they would see it every single day, every time they opened up the, the zipper. And that's what it's about. It's about connecting to the person you're giving the thing to. You want them to feel a connection to the brand. You're absolutely right. What a, what a really wonderful and unique way to do that because then you're right, the visualization, nobody expects to see a logo on the inside. So it's going to strike you all the time. I think that's fantastic. And before, when we were first uh, talking, I was sharing with you my the one piece of, one swag thing that I bought that was so smart were these little lens cloths and I've got glasses and sunglasses and it's got my old version of my logo on it. But it was funny because I give these out when, you know, I always have a stack of them when I'm doing a speaking presentation. I'll say, if any of you guys have uh, glasses of any kind, uh, please feel free to take one. I had somebody call me. Um, it was, gosh, about, I don't know, three, four months ago. And they were at an event that I spoke at four years ago. Mm-hmm. And they said, I know this is going to sound really weird, but do you have any more of those lens cloths? And I go, yeah. And then like, I love them. Everybody loves them. In fact, I just bought your book, one of my books for all my team. And so I was like, what's your address? So I sent her a whole bunch of lens cloths and she's like, oh my God, my team's going crazy. I'm like, yeah, because every time you clean your glasses, if it's your favorite one, you're looking at my logo going, oh yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's hundred percent. And, and by the way, that lens cloth is not seen by anyone else except for the person who's using it. Exactly. And that's, that's, what, that's what's important. It's about the connection and the one-to-one connection, especially in such a remote, disconnected world that we're in. Physical products play a big part. It's like the ability to connect with somebody, build a relationship, be memorable, stay on t- top of mind is, is everything. Mm-hmm. I love it. When, let me ask you this too. What, um, so you take all this time and effort to make sure that you're really picking quality products. And I love the example of the backpack with the logo inside. Do you have any other couple ones that, you know, might tickle our fancy? So if somebody's listening and they're like, Hey, I really want to check that out. That might be something I want for my clients. Yeah. Well, we got for, for different team members in the past and what we love, we like, we try to always be at the cutting edge of what we offer our own teammates. Um, we, we've gotten AirPods, which I think is a really great thing because people use every day. And we have beautiful AirPods where you could stamp the logo on it or you can make the whole AirPod with the pieces a different color as well. So you can have like my color's blue. It could all be blue. It's like different. It's like really fully custom. We like that. We've done Allbirds sneakers for companies before. So imagine you have sneakers and it has the logo imprinted on the back of the shoe or the shoelaces specifically have like a repeat pattern of logos. It's very, very cool. I'm a backpack guy. So I like backpacks. I like a nice high quality water bottle that I'm going to use every single day. I'm all about the stuff that you're going to use every single day. I think that you get the most ROI, the most bang for your buck. If people actually use it, they keep it. So I'm always you know, trying to tell people water bottle, backpack, portable speaker, stuff that you're going to use and take with you and, and help you, you know, form a community. Like a speaker is amazing. Every single time you go to a park with friends, you take it out. It's not just you're seeing it. Other people are seeing it. It forms this kind of connection with everybody. So right. that's how I, how I like to, to think about it. But we have, you know, tons of products on our site and people can get whatever they want. I mean, that's really, it's, it's up, it's up to, it's up to the buyer. Let them figure out what the right, you know, right product is for their needs and everybody's different needs. 
Absolutely. And anytime you are unique, you will, you benefit from that because the people will notice like, this is not my typical swag that I get. This is something really special. And somebody really took the time and the money and the energy to craft something for me, whether I'm an employee or a client. Love it. Well, Jeremy, I know you're going to tell us how to find you and we'll have all the links to everything in your show notes, but I bet you can tell us in case somebody wants to look up right now, how they find you and your company. Yes, obviously, please reach out to me, Jeremy at swag.com or check us out at swag.com. It's spelled S-W-A-G.com. And we have a team of swag consultants that can help you if you need it, or you could frankly just do it self-serve. We made the experience really effortless and automated and streamlined. So, So please reach out. We'd love to help you out. I love it. Now, before we go, even though you've given us so much to think about and so many great examples of your own evolution, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Yeah, I would say something that I learned and it took me a long time to learn this. So maybe some of your listeners could, you know, use my mistake and, and kind of prevent this. When I was working on my social networking app vouch that ultimately didn't work out. Um, there was one thing that kind of, I, I, I learned from that experience that I took the swag and made it a lot better. So what I learned from that is I was building this app for over a year before we launched it. And I think a lot of at least early entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs starting off, they have, I wouldn't call it an ego, but they have a vision and they believe their vision is right. And they're obsessed with the details. And, and that's all these things are good things and not, not, nothing's bad, but they overthink it and they don't, they get fear of launching it because it's not perfect. And again, their mind is not perfect. I'm going to make it better and better and better. And I had the same thing. And it took a year, a little over a year for me to launch the app. And all these things that I lost sleep over, I had to change it when I woke up and make it perfect. And when I launched it, I realized all the things that I thought made a difference, customers did not care about. And all the things I didn't even think about, those were the things that customers cared about. And if I just yeah. launched something nine, 10 months earlier, I could have learned for those 10 months and made the experience ultimately better. So with Swag, when we launched it, I started making sales. I did $350,000 of sales before we built one line of code. I didn't build anything until I really understood the customer, why they're buying it, why we were different, how we position ourselves. And only once we realized this and we got out there, we got out of our own way and we learned from customers, did we start building the right platform. And it made it so much better, such a better experience because we were focusing on the right buyer and we had the right solution for them. I love it. I love it. Don't get caught up in analysis paralysis. Sometimes you just have to act. And, uh, and then you can either win or learn, as you said before, which I love. Jeremy, thank you so much. I really loved your story. I love what you've got going on. You have been a fantastic guest. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.